before the foundation of the world, God had already predestined you. So what do I have to go with today? I just need to stop, look, and listen, and then cooperate with what he spoke. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with celebrity life coach and my good buddy, Tim Story, as he shares with us why and how resilience is our birthright. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Excited to be back heading into this Father's Day weekend 2018. Shout out to all the fathers out there who are in their children's lives and doing the darn thing. We salute you. We congratulate you. And we hope you have a beautiful weekend, a beautiful week ahead and all that great stuff. In your honor, I wanted to bring in a man who I really admire, someone that I've built a great relationship with and someone who I felt like could really give you some good nuggets of wisdom because sometimes I just think guys want to hear it from other guys and that's okay. And so I want to introduce you to my good buddy. If you're not familiar with him yet, Tim Story, if you are new to redefining wealth and you are thinking, what does this have to do with personal finance? Welcome to the very unconventional show about personal finance and wealth building. We believe here at Redefining Wealth that wealth is more than money and material possessions. It's about well-being. And if you've ever been through a financial setback and you were scraping around looking for a way to find the path to a comeback, then this is what this is all about. You know, whether it's anything, it could be finances, it could be relationships, it could be grieving the loss of a loved one, it could be losing a job, it could be any number of things. But at the end of the day, if we are settled in the setback, we don't create the space to come back and find the wealth that we want. And so that's why this conversation is so important. I'm telling you now, you're going to love Tim's story. So you may as well subscribe and keep coming back because this is the type of content that you will get here at Redefining Wealth. To my faithful listeners, thank you so much for your continued support. Um, This is going to be another good one, so make sure you have notes. I always tell you, take notes, listen two, three, four times if you need to, and most importantly, share this with a man in your life who is ready for a comeback. Tim Story is an acclaimed author of several books, but in particular, The Comeback and Beyond. He's a speaker and life coach, well-known for inspiring and motivating people of all walks of life, from entertainment executives, celebrities, and athletes to adults and children in the most deprived neighborhoods in the country. Tim has traveled to 75 countries. You heard that right, 75 countries, and spoken to millions of people. He often meets privately to counsel high-profile leaders in various industries. In 2015, Tim was interviewed for a full-hour segment of Oprah's own Super Soul Sunday, which happened to be one of the highest-rated shows in its history. Quincy Jones calls him The Voice, but my husband and I call him the date crasher. You'll hear why. <laughs> Without further ado, my good buddy and someone that I truly lean to for his wisdom 
and uh, his candor, his humor, and just his friendship overall, none other than Tim Story. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Tim Story. What a privilege to be on. I've been seeing you with all these guests, and I thought to myself, when am I going to be on? (laughs) You were just waiting for your shot? I was like on the bench, (laughs) knowing I was a sixth or seventh man, waiting to be called. You know I had to save you for a special time. You know what Saved you for this time in particular because Father's Day is right around the corner. And I really wanted a strong man Ooh, that can speak like to the ladies, but also speak to a lot of the few good men <laughs> who yeah. listen to the podcast. And I know you're always everywhere talking about from setback to comeback. And so I named this episode intentionally Tim's Story on Resilience is Your Birthright because. I like the master of walking people through their, you know, their comeback, their bounce back. And we both had to be really resilient. And so I thought this would be a great conversation to really inspire people. I like that. And and even with the Father's Day coming up, one of the things that I talk about around the world is for men to man up and take responsibility for their lives. And as you know, because you you deal with men too. I think a lot of men want to take responsibility, but they don't know how to. So that would be interesting to talk about that as well. Well, let's just jump into it because I was on a flight recently and I listened to your Super Soul Sunday conversation with Miss Winfrey. Yes. And one of the things that stood out to me is that you said just because you're in a drama, that doesn't mean you have to become dramatic. Yes. Let's unpack that. Okay, let's unpack that because here's the deal that's going to happen. You have different primary areas of your life, which you teach as well. You know, you have your physical, your mental, your spiritual, financial, your family, your job, and then like your recreation and hobbies. So there will always be something in our lives that are undone that, that, you know, like right now, I have a lot of really nice things happening in my life, but there's also some things that are undone. So we could call that drama. So the key, as you know, is not to let yourself get dramatic in the midst of the drama. And so Tim's story, what does that mean? That means to act out the drama. Just because the drama comes doesn't mean we have to act it out and respond to it in a dramatic way. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. But, you know, so when you say dramatic, though, some people think (laughs) they think of that as don't go curse people out. But can't you be dramatic in even more subtle ways? You really can. So I'm writing this down because I think to be overly dramatic would be an overreaction. Okay. Mm hmm. It would be the incorrect response. And many times it is somebody who plays the victim. Mm. And I see that a lot with powerful men that I life coach because 90% of people I life coach are, you know, well-known. They're NBA players or rappers or entertainers or in the business somehow. 
And it's amazing how many of them will get drama that comes and it's so easy for them to overreact, overrespond, or also go into that victim mode, kind of the, the why me. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that we have to really educate men that they don't need to overrespond, overreact, or go into the victim mode and realize that problems are just part of the process and there's ways to work out your problem with dignity. Mm, you can work out your problem with dignity. Yes, yes. No matter what the problem is, it could be a challenge in your finances, mm-hmm. problem with your children, a disconnect from your siblings or your parents, problems in relationship. We can work this stuff out with dignity. Because what I find as a spiritual leader as well, because you know I love the things of God, mm-hmm. is that if a man is in a crisis and he's overreacting, overresponding, and playing the victim, he's going to need a refuge because men seek refuge. And if you do not run to the refuge, which is like God and his ways and his strength, then you will run to a refuge, Mm -hmm. which will be overwork, which would be your ego getting out of control or connecting to people you probably should not connect to, or many times addiction as well. Right. But I've heard you say before that sometimes religion can make you live in the guilt and shame of your past. So how do you kind of reconcile those two? Like, how do you deal with whatever the problem is with dignity, right? And use the things of God without allowing those very things to kind of shame you and keep you kind of settled in the setback. Okay. So what I'm finding in my talks with um, people from uh, different generations, whether it be teenagers, because I do a lot with teens, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and then on to that. I'm finding that there's a real maturity on, on how a lot of us who are raised in church, how we see religion, that a lot of us got into church and thought we had to become religious. Mm -hmm. And really what we were looking for is relationship. And then they kind of put the coat of religion on us. And that is like sometimes a lot of um, attitudes or things the way that we should look at them exactly this way. But I feel that even from teens to people that I speak to in their 70s, they have really found that you do not have to be a religious person to be a person who is a godly person. Yeah. Because when you get into the things of God, a beautiful scripture is Psalms 103. It says that God does not treat you as your sins deserve. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those that reverence him. For he knows your frame. Now, Patrice, that's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible because the word frame means your structure and your makeup. Okay? Mm -hmm. So let's say you, in dealing with people in life coaching as you do and financial coaching, 
when you start to go into somebody's house and deal with them or deal with them at their office, wherever you go, you can start to find out what somebody's frame is about, their makeup, their structure. Mm -hmm. Some people exploit it when they see their weakness. Some people talk about people negatively. That's not what God does. He knows your frame, your structure, your makeup. And so what he does is that when we are weak, he becomes strong in the areas of the weak frame. Mm. Yeah. That's what I love about coming to your Tim Story Lives. Can you talk about the live events you do and why you started to do them? I've been to several now and I can't wait um, for the upcoming ones, but it's all about that. It's, it's about building relationship. I think vertically and horizontally, because being in that space, you can't help but just want to love on the people across from you too. Like we're all there for an experience and it's church, but it's not church, (laughs) but it's like church, but it's not church. Yeah. I think we found our tribe and, That's the thing, Patrice, that was so interesting to me is that in my past, since the 80s, I became kind of a well-known traveling speaker. So, you know, it would be like T.D. Jakes, Tim Story, Joel Osteen, Joyce Myers. I mean, I literally ran that circuit for 30 years. Mm. So, I mean, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I still speak at some of the conferences. But what I found... When I would get out of that world, there were a lot of people that I knew since junior high, high school, even some since college, that loved God, but they did not feel comfortable in that setting. So I said, I want to create something that almost feels like a jazz club where people can come in and there's a DJ. They come in, they feel just like, wow, this is doesn't feel too religious. And then, you know, we bring in nice musical acts, as you know. They usually play cover songs of things that I love. I love R&B. And they play cover songs. People get excited. And then I, I take the Psalms, the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, which are known as the wisdom books, and I just teach about what we go through in life, whether it be rejection, failure, shame, guilt, moving forward. And as you see the reaction, people really, really gravitate to it. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really comfortable setting, you know, where you feel like it's okay to not be perfect. Yes. I think a lot of times, um, you know, so you know that I speak a lot and I'm always out and about and people will hear my story of losing everything and starting over in the recession. And I I do a really great job, I think, of appealing to women in in particular. But every once in a while, I get guys that come up and say, but like, you don't know what it's like as a man. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, my husband does. He's he's not speaking yet as much as I do. I, I believe that that's in his future, you know, but I love your environment because I think as a man, you can really speak to men who are in that place where they have experienced a setback or some type of failure or moral failing or whatever it is and just love them back to whatever. I don't even know. Love them back to what? Because I love one of the things you said is a a comeback is not even a go back. Yeah. (laughs) A comeback is not a go back. So well said of love them back to what? So to love them back 
to central station. Mm. And that would be to our core, the core of who we really are. So that would be our integrity, right? Mm -hmm. Our love, our compassion, and everything that God made us to be. Because you don't have to look far for how you should be. You're made in the image of God. When you look at how we should be, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So Jesus walked the earth for 33 years and gave us a really great example on what we should be like. And that is to be compassionate, to be loving, to want to prosper people, to want to be a servant. And Patrice, I'll say this because as we know, and your husband Gerald knows, but some don't know who are listening, we are all friends, uh, us three, and we are like family. And I will say that one of the reasons I think you've become so successful is because you decided to walk in the Jesus style and serve people. I don't think that your motives were ever about getting famous, being on the Steve Harvey show, being on all the shows you've been on, writing best-selling books. But isn't isn't it so true? You wanted to serve people. Yeah. 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 In the midst of my own comeback, because when I made the decision or or when it was presented to me, I feel like in my spirit, I, you know, when I heard that still small voice and I said, OK, I will go everywhere I can and share this with people that this journey is about, you know, seeking wisdom, not chasing money. I was still broke, Tim. I was still just now getting ready to go live on my brother's couch for another three months. Yes. I was still in the midst of everything. And I just, but I still made a decision like God use me based on where I am. I know my money is gone, but my mind isn't bad. And if you can use me, I'm available. And that's been it every day. You said that, you said that beautifully. Um, Because what you, what you're saying, if we could put two words to it, one would be the word recovery. Okay. So we started off this talk about this idea of bouncing back, resilience, setback to comeback. And so what we all have to realize is that we all are going through two things at once. Every single person that's listening to this, you're going through recovery and discovery. So recovery is the mending and the healing and the restoring and the repairing. So we are all in repair. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we are in re- repair. Now, but if, if you're not careful, you'll get so caught up in what I call the recovery zone that you will miss the discovery zone. Mm. So the discovery zone was and is the unfolding of Patrice Washington. So you are getting recovered. And at the same time, this favor was hitting you of being Patrice Washington, this person that would influence the world. That was the discovery. And the discovery is the unfolding. Mm -hmm. So don't get so caught up in your recovery that you miss the bright lights of your discovery. Oh, that's good. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. Because you can miss it, huh? So some people really do just stay in a space of recovery forever, you think, or just longer than is necessary? Longer than is necessary. Okay, because here's an interesting thing. In the Bible, it says in Isaiah 43, verse 18, it says, forget about the former things. The word forget there, when they talk about it, it says, don't remember on purpose. That's actually what it means. Wow. So forget about the former things. So former is remember what is behind us that has been negative. We learn from it, like Oprah Winfrey says, but we don't carry it with us. Mm. All right, so forget about the former things and do not dwell. The word dwell means meditate or ponder. There's too much dwelling going on. Your ex didn't treat you right, you're dwelling. Mm. People didn't treat you right, you're dwelling. In fact, I was talking to a brilliant doctor that was at our table the other night, and I hope you got a chance to talk with him, Dr. Amen, Mm -hmm. from the Amen Clinics. And we were talking about this whole idea of the mind. And so many people, the reason they get themselves in so much trouble, they continue to dwell on the past. So the Bible says, forget about the former things. Do not dwell. Meditate, ponder of the past. For, okay, wow. For God is doing a new thing. The word the, new, the word new there in the Hebrew, because the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, is a word never been done before. If that don't make you want to shout right now. <laughs> I'm telling you. And so that's why when I see you, even if you've been through painful things or you see me and I've been through painful things, I tell you, Patrice, as my, as my little sister, You always have a skip in your step, even if you're in a little bit of pain. Yeah. I believe part of that is you have a God center. So you're going through recovery, but through the God center and discovery through the God center. And God is taking you to places that you have never seen or done before. Do you know how amazing that is? Because we both have seen and done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if we could just embrace that, if we could just understand that wallowing or dwelling in the recovery, we if we understood what was on the other side. Yes. Like if we really got and the thing is not knowing exactly what it is, because I don't know what's on the other side all the time. But to your point, I've learned to trust. Yes. Surrender what I think it should be or how I think it should go. And trust that if I'm in the midst of something, that there's a lesson or a blessing in it. That's it. I like that. I'm, I'm writing that down because you said two great words. Lesson. So I, I'm going through something. What is the lesson, right? Mm-hmm. And some of those lessons hurt. Yeah. And then the second word you used was? Blessing. Blessing. And it's amazing, even through some of our difficulties of the way we were raised, Mm -hmm. maybe the way people treated us, because, you know, for those that are listening today, and because I'm going to share it on my platform, too, uh, with a Patrice Washington, Patrice is a, a trailblazer, a pioneer in her field. A pioneer makes a way where there was no way. 
And so as a gorgeous uh, African-American woman who's smart and kind and compassionate, there are things that people expect you to be. And maybe that's even maybe even a little bit of a diva. <laughs> it's, it's like I've heard that before, and I don't I mean, even get that. <laughs> I mean, she looks this way, but oh my god, you're so nice. You probably hear that a lot. Like, oh my god, you're so nice. <laughs> I do, I do. I've had women come up come up to me and say, "I was expecting you to be, you know, a diva or full of yourself or this or that." Which is why Tim, I started to share more openly the story about really growing up feeling ugly. And having such low self-esteem, because when people would say that to me or even make insinuations that I only got an opportunity because of my looks, yes. you know, I would be looking around like, well, who, who are they talking about? What are you talking about? Because that would be the furthest thing from my mind. Furthest thing. Exactly. So the the two words you, you use, if we can go back there for a second, the lessons and the blessing, mm-hmm. the blessing of our pain, of our past and even our present at times is wow, 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 wow. God really does have the ability to get us through. Mm. And don't you feel that in your life? Oh, yeah. Like, wow, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly. I want to tell you something that I think is kind of funny and I think you'll relate to it. When the Bible says, behold, in that same scripture, God is doing a new thing. The word behold means look up and pay attention. And I feel that when you are so stuck in your victim zone or in the recovery zone, you do not look up and pay attention because you've kind of gone, this is a Tim Story phrase, you've gone singular rather than plural. See, when you're feeling good, we're plural. Oh my gosh, you want to share, you want to give, you want to meet. When you're not feeling good, you go singular. Okay? Okay. Like somebody that gets a really bad cold, they go way singular. Right. You know, they start closing the windows, right? (laughs) They start watching stuff on Netflix they would never watch. (laughs) They start taking medicine they wouldn't be taking. They've gone gone singular. Mm -hmm. But the idea of behold means wake up, look up, and pay attention. So here's a funny thing you can relate to. I love music. And I don't know how it was in your home, but were you raised around music? Yes, Caribbean music. Okay. (laughs) So I love to go back to music that moved me when I was young. Mm -hmm. And I go back to, to all kinds of places. So this morning I was listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes. Okay, so, I mean, you listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire's greatest hits. It makes you start to behold. Yeah. So when I say behold, it's not always just going to church or reading your Bible or or praying. Sometimes it's just getting yourself into a happy place. Mm -hmm. And music does that for me. And then I got into, I was listening to Lauryn Hill's greatest hits. And I mean, that took me to a good place this morning. And so sometimes beholding is just looking up and paying attention and even going back to great places in your life 
that brought you that type of thought process? I mean, that's a great way to set the atmosphere to kind of restore your own hope, right? Like, because sometimes I do the same thing where I listen to music in particular that takes me back to a, a happy place. But what I love most about that, Tim, is that it takes you back to a place where you can remember that you've, you know, come over some things, that you've already seen the other side of some things. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to be reminded of that, like that your hope might come from what you've already been resilient in, right? No doubt about it. And another thing that's 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 nice is you can go into music, but you can also go into like a thing I do sometimes. I'll go to my mother's house. My mother's 87 now, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'll go to my mother's and she likes to chronicle things by pictures. She still has what a lot of people don't have anymore. And that's something called photo albums. <laughs> so she has these photo albums that, that go into the different decades that we've all been alive. And I'll go back and I'll see my growth. Oh man, I didn't know you had that mom. All these pictures from high school graduation, mm-hmm. pictures from, you know, graduating from seminary. Pictures of my first ones with Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, and like being really young and seeing like the the hope in my eyes. You know what? That lifts my spirit. Mm-hmm. That's part of the beholding. So that's a good exercise for some people that are listening today. Look at some of the pictures you are look uh, from your past, and 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 look at pictures of you even in second grade, third grade, fourth grade. Look at the hope that you had in your in your eyes and remember what that felt like? You know, one of the things that I have in or on my altar in my closet is a picture of me as a baby. Wow. Um, and a lot of times, especially if I'm struggling with something in particular, I really look at her like she had the whole world in front of her in 81, you know, oh, yeah. the whole world in front of her. And sometimes I weep for her because there's a lot of things that she missed out on because of people who just didn't know better, who said really hurtful things. And, and, you know, she kind of shied away from things. But then I still get excited because there's so much more to do, you know, and it's something about that baby picture. It's my favorite one. But it's something about keeping that near and keeping that especially near all the things that I kind of used to meditate and pray and, and stuff like that to just remember that she still has her whole life ahead of her. Every morning that I wake up, she still has a chance to, you know, to play full out and to really make a lot of the dash. And which is why I don't feel like I have the luxury of dwelling on the negative. I'm telling you, Patrice, that's so powerful. And if I could say this, because I'm an observationalist and I really pay attention, mm-hmm. is that this baby picture that you look at, the, the thing that's amazing is, that, is this, is that that picture, so I'm going to say it this way, she, meaning the baby picture, is you. And, and that is so amazing that that little girl turned into this person that you are now. And that's you. I know. <laughs> is that so powerful? I mean, that, that little girl went to USC. That little girl is an athlete. 
that little girl had a, an amazing little girl because your daughter is a phenom. Okay, that little girl is impacting tens of thousands of lives. That little girl is going to impact even more millions of lives. If you're not religious, that makes you want to say thank you, Jesus, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That It's amazing. It's amazing. So I feel like that's another kind of great thing because it when when I'm tempted to wallow, I truly look at her. I truly look at that baby picture and I'm like, no, you know what? You were born for greatness. You were yeah. born to impact millions. You were born for this. And everything that you've been through along the way didn't happen to you. It happened for you to be the woman you are today. So you gotta okay. you gotta keep going, right? Say that again. It didn't happen to you. It didn't happen to me. It happened for me. For you. Wow. Yeah. Because uh, you couldn't be here without a lot of those experiences. I mean, I probably would have learned the lessons in other ways, but I'm not even mad or bitter anymore about the the experiences, even those that are more recent than others. I'm not even mad. I'm not even bitter. I'm just like, okay. And you really aren't because I see that and I see it coming out of your spirit when we're all having dinner together or whatever we're doing. When you're coming to date night, when you're interrupting date night. That's so funny. <laughs> y'all. Her and Gerald let me in on their date night because I'm still single. <laughs> and they're like, man, we feel sorry for Tim. Let's bring him on. No, it was so good because we get to get all of this uh, wisdom up close and personal for which I am truly grateful, Tim. I can't even tell you how grateful. Patrice, can I tell you one thing that I think you'll like? Mm-hmm. You've heard me say it in a speech, but well, I've had many moments. But I had a, a really cool night one night at Oprah Winfrey's house. And it was probably just about seven of us in the house. And she wanted to talk to me alone. And we were in the backyard just going at it, just really talking like brother and sister. And I was telling her that I don't chase dreams, that I don't chase dreams. Mm. She was talking about my calm. And I said, and she goes, break that down. Like, what do you really mean? I said, I don't chase dreams. I cooperate with what heaven has already said. You got to say that again. (laughs) So I'm not chasing anything. I'm cooperating with what heaven already said about my life. So when you look at the little girl, when you are praying at your house, Mm -hmm. heaven had already spoken about that little Patrice while you were in your mother's womb. And Ephesians 2.10 says, that before the foundation of the world, that God had already predestined you to walk in this certain course. So while you were in your mother's womb, God had already spoken over you. Mm. So what do I have to go with today in 2018? What he spoke. He spoke. I just need to stop, look, and listen, and then cooperate with what he spoke. Woo! <laughs> you, know, you know it's taking everything in me, right, to not just really holler and shout and kick the whole <laughs> mic over. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know if I was at your Tim Story Live, I would be like, amen and high-fiving, standing up, but okay. Yeah. let me just. I'm going to really promote this podcast because it's so good and I'm going to 
put extra money on it and everything. <laughs> everybody needs to hear this. I'm, I'm telling you. This is I'm gonna, good. I'm going to email it to my whole Hollywood Bible study list, which is over 7,000 people. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we're dropping truth bombs. Mm-hmm. Because... We are people that understand the battle. And a lot of you that are listening, man, you are in a battle. You're going from recovery to discovery to discovery, recovery. But Patrice, you could tell them and I can tell them, this too shall pass. Yes. They're going to get through it. Resilience is definitely your birthright. And Tim, you couldn't have told a better story because, and that must be why you you love me so much. <laughs> because for those of you who don't know, I met Tim because we were both on a tour for Steve Harvey's Act Like a Success. And I remember the first time, I believe, or no, I think it was the second time you heard me speak. I remember you being off in the corner, sitting there, actually did the same thing when you were speaking. I was off in the corner, like air high five in myself and taking notes in my cell phone. But yeah. I remember you just kind of looking and shaking your head and shaking your head. And I was like, man, I, I hope it's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah, it's just great because that speaks to what Chase Purpose, Not Money is all about. And Tim knows this and he's introduced me to many people and continues to do so. And I'm so grateful, but I always tell people, I don't chase things. I just show up how I'm supposed to, but I don't chase things. I have goals. I have a vision for my life, but I'm not one of those people who are like by any means necessary type of folks, you know, where they're willing to burn bridges or just do things that are not in alignment with (laughs) what they're saying their vision is. If you get my drift, like I just don't feel the need to do that because I do believe that what's mine is already mine. And you come off that way, and there's a real peace when somebody feels secure. I see your daughter. She has a peace about her. Mm -hmm. She has two amazing parents that love her, and they guide her, they guard her, they govern her. And so, therefore, she she feels peace. And when we realize that God is our refuge and our strength, That'll give you a supernatural peace, boy. Oh. That no matter what we go through. (laughs) That surpasses all understanding. Oh, Oh my gosh. I could talk to you all day, but I want to honor your time because I did give you a time frame. So, Tim, I know that you just launched a new app to help us with our resilience, with our comebacks, with all that great stuff. Like, can you just tell us about your app? Okay, so my website is timstory.com. So it's S-T-O-R-E-Y. So it's Tim, S-T-O-R-E-Y, timstory.com. We have a new app. I'm very excited about it. And we add content to it on a weekly basis. And it's only $2.99. So if you think about it, if you went to Starbucks, you're going to spend probably at least that. So for one trip to Starbucks... You get this app that I constantly am putting new material on, and I'm walking you through meditations, affirmations, setbacks to comebacks, recovery, discovery on a daily basis. So that's the Tim Story app. 
Before I let you get out of here, I have to ask you what we call redefining wealth rapid wisdom questions. So you're just going to give me the first answer that comes to mind to these four, okay? Perfect. How do you define success? Success is doing your God-appointed assignment. Mm -hmm. Yes. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Peace contentment. And the third one may shock you. And that is leverage. Mm. Money used the right way gives you leverage. I love that. Money used the right way gives you leverage. It does. I love that. Okay. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? I would say the book of Proverbs. I love it. You know, that's how I started, right? I was, I just would read Proverbs every day, whatever day of the week. And uh, that's what I would take a scripture out of there. And that's what I would blog about in social media. Look at that. You see the, you see the similarities. <laughs> that's why we love each other, Tim. Okay. And uh, you're going to fill in two blanks. The first is my name is in your full name. And for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Tim Story. And the truth about wealth is it's possible and it can change your family for generations to come. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tim Story. Wasn't Tim amazing? Okay, I have to be honest. I was fighting back tears when Tim was talking about the baby picture, I was really fighting back tears because if you notice, I refer to my baby picture as in the third person as she as and not me. <laughs> and I don't know how or why I started to do that. But when I was envisioning the altar in that picture and he just started to speak life like, man, that's her. Like you're her. And really make the connection. I don't know why I got so teary-eyed. Oh my gosh. Amazing. This is going to be one of those that I have to just listen to myself a couple times. Like, you guys think I'm playing. I listen to these episodes. The wisdom that I glean from them, the guests are so amazing. Make sure that you hit Tim's story up in social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Tim Story, S-T-O-R-E-Y, and let them know what you got from this message. It is so important. Never take for granted, you know, or assume that people, they're okay. They don't need to hear what you have to say. Not true. Not true. People thrive on knowing that you were blessed by something that they shared. So never keep it a secret and uh, hold it to yourself. Don't be selfish with your testimony. Like we need to hear it. And please share with him. He was so gracious with his time. He's so busy and all over the place. I never know where he's going to be. Sometimes I'm landing in a city and he's just taking off or I'm leaving and he's getting there and we keep being ships in the night. But uh, he's a great guy, full of wisdom. He loves God. He loves people. And I'm very, very fortunate. And I know that to have him in my space and, and that my husband has him as a good man in his life. So again, shout out to all the fathers out there who are holding it down, doing their thing. Happy Father's Day. I hope that this was an episode that will bless you. 
mothers, wives, sisters, friends, please make sure you share this episode with the men in your life. Don't forget to rate and review and comment at redefiningwealthpodcast.com. And until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Yeah.